She like says short stuff or something. Yeah, who is that? I don't know. I just found it and it was kind of funny, so I grabbed it. It's that that's is so- funny. I was watching it or I was listening to it when you were playing it earlier, and I was like, this is kind of a funny song. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up grabbing it. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hall. And Mike from Mile High Shooting. I uh, dislocated a rib recently. Did you? Yeah. Ask me how. How'd you dislocate a rib? Being awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm telling people anyways. It was probably from some dumb shit. Why like don't you tell people you did it during sex? Like I was holding my breath and like I sneezed maybe or something. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It was probably due to bad posture as well. But um, have you ever had a dislocated rib? No. It is... And like I've had like a kidney stone. Yep, I had that. You know, I broke my arm, I busted my knee, I've had like knee replacement and everything like that. By far, I think this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my entire life. Really? Because when it pulls out, it pulls out from your spine. Oh. Right. So it dislocates. So it's like in the back. It's not like it's a in side. the back. Yeah. yeah. So it's actually the one that got me was in between my spine and my shoulder blade. So it feels like someone's got a hot knife and they're stabbing you in the back, and you can barely breathe. How? Right. So, and I thought, like, I just, like, kind of hurt my back. I, like, tweaked it or something. So, um, I had Heidi, like, take her elbow and try to rub it out a little bit. You know, just like I thought there was a knot in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the next morning, I woke up, and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? So, we, it was, like, right after, it was right after Thanksgiving, because Rio had some leftover gift cards from her birthday mm-hmm. so she wanted to go get some stuff from claire's right the little earring yeah yeah shop you know so we go over there and i'm standing in claire's and i'm just like standing there and i'm just like dude i can't even breathe like this sucks how do i fix this right so i so heidi's like googling all this dr stuff google phone. so she's like hey let's let's try the chiropractor that's like the number one thing you can do to try to get it like kind of work back in right. place so i go to the chiropractor I'm not a huge believer in the chiropractor at this point, right? I'm like, yeah, whatever, we'll go there. And if they can, like, pop my back and pop my my rib back in, that would be excellent. So when it dislocates from the rear, it also dislocates in the front, too, because it's all connected. Oh, so you're a higher up one that's Yeah, it's like like two below my clavicle. Gotcha. Right? So it's, like, right here. So um, so I go to the chiropractor. He explains all this stuff to me. I'm like, yeah, it all makes sense. Right, so he starts. He he snaps me up a little bit. He doesn't do too much. Right, because he'll mess it up. Because he mess it all up. So I got to take like a bath with Epsom salt. By the way, <laughs> taking baths—that's my new thing now. You're into it. Yeah, I'm into it. That, that baths did, are cool. That, that did me in. So then, um, took a bath with Epsom salt and did the bruising down and everything like that. Because there's also little connectors on your ribs to your spine. Right, that, right. Like, cartilage like stuff. So, but when it pulls away, they're like little sensors that tell your brain this is extremely painful and you should get this fixed. Okay. Okay. So. When that happens, it locks up all the muscles too, so it doesn't want your rib to move. It wants it to stay in place. So I got, I got, it's all like a big old giant knot. Plus, it's dislocated and whatever. So, fast forward a few episodes at the chiropractor, right? Mm-hmm. I go in there probably twice a week. Try, I try to go two to three times a week. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Um, to get and it's and it's done really well. It like it put me back together, and I feel actually this is the best I felt in probably about two months. So, like, I think it was on either Wednesday or Thursday, I go in there, and this is, they have a few, like, they're not doctors, but I call them doctors, and, like, everybody on the internet calls them doctors, so I just call them a doctor, right? Right. Like, there's two doctors in there at any given time. Um, one of them is really good, and then... One of them phones it in? One of them is kind of like, they rotate on mm-hmm. that side. So, you got the main guy, and then you got a couple of 
they're not apprentices, but they just like kind of move around to different stores, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I've been avoiding this dude the whole time. Like, because I've seen him talking to somebody else. And you weren't into it? I wasn't really buying his program. He was like the Southern Baptist. He didn't, he wasn't Southern, but he was from a different part of the country. Mm -hmm. But he had the Southern Baptist salesman approach to it. Right, right. To where he wants you to come back in and buy more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to upsell you on everything rather than fix you. So he's talking to this dude and he's just like, he's like, oh, let me do an evaluation. So he's like, oh, your spine is totally crooked. And like making it sound like a spine was right. like a question mark, you know, and he's like, oh, your disc are slipped and blah, this, that. And the guy's laying down on the table and he's like all up in his ear about it. And he's like, do you want to start the treatment, brother? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, that's how I felt like yeah, he was yeah, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I hope I don't get this dude. Um, so finally I crapped out and that guy was the only one available when I went in after work, right? Mm-hmm. So I, hit, I tried to hit that place on my way home. And he's like, all right, let's get up here. And he's like, what's going on? I said, well, my, my stuff is on the screen right there. Everyone that I've gone to so far, they don't conduct anything. They just do the treatment. They just do it. Yeah, they just know what they're doing. He's like, well, let's do a, uh, let's do a, a new, new alpha. Yeah, 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 let's new do one. a new evaluation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. So he's, I'm, he's standing behind me. He's like, oh, yeah, your spine's all crooked right here and this, that, and the other thing. Well, here, lay down on the table for me. And he's, he's going through all these motions these unnecessary motions right right and i'm just like hey look dude i got a rib that's dislocated you guys been working it back in i just need you to work it back in mm-hmm. or i can wait for the other guy it doesn't matter to me yeah he's like no no no. we'll get y'all squared away and i'm like okay so he's doing these it's not a newer thing that i haven't done with a previous doctor it's he's now doing it but i don't think he's doing it right because he's not producing any results right right i got it right? yeah. and maybe i'm a little tense because i'm like you know, I'm you're not anyone to begin with yeah i'm like you know i don't really mm-hmm. have a rapport with this dude so then so the grand finale um you cross your arms so i want you to do yeah, that. Yeah. i'm gonna show you cross your arms yeah okay? and they lift so up, they do the lift up pull you so they stick their their arm behind your back right here mm-hmm. uh, where where your ribs i'm getting i'm getting the, the fix now oh yeah and then they push on it, and it pops your rib back in. Okay. Okay, because their knuckles are, are pushing against yeah, your Yeah, I'm, I'm catching where you're going. Okay, so this guy has his arm in my, or his knuckles in my back. My arms are crossed, and he's pushing on me, but he's making these grunting noises. So now he's having sex with you. So he's getting his. Uh-huh. And, and at first, it was like, it was like, and it took a second to register because I was like, one, I thought he was going to get it on the first try. Right, right. So I was like, okay. Now he wanted some mic loving, man. He, he wanted three or four tries. So I'm like, the first one, I, eh, and I'm like, okay, that didn't go. And he's all, eh. <laughs> I'm like, it's getting a little homoerotic up in here. Yeah, yeah. And then the final one, he's all, eh, like that. And I was like, okay, dude, you got to get off of me. Mm-hmm. You're like, like dude, you I can feel stri- the tip. Get yeah, out of here, you, man. You gotta like, we're shaft to shaft, and mm-hmm. and on top of that, we're not standing up, we're laying and, down. Oh, I'm on bottom, <laughs> so I'm trapped, right? So I was like, dude, you gotta get off. Of <laughs> so he gets up and he's like, oh, what do you think? Can you come back in tomorrow? I was like, are you working tomorrow? <laughs> Is that why you want me to come back in? Yeah, he's like I'm not coming back in tomorrow. Dude, he dug it, man. He was so into you. So I, I even went to the receptionist and I said, hey, this stays between you and I. Mm-hmm. What is that man's name? She, and I'm not going to give it to anybody. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. even going to tell you where I went because right, I actually right. like this place. This guy's just a dirtbag. 
So she tells me, and I'm like, okay, what days does he work? She's like, why? Do you want to schedule a private appointment with him? I said, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you give me any other doctor. Anything but him. You can, dude, just give me one of your customers in the building. I'd rather have them crack my back than this guy. Nice. So anyways. Welcome. So what? Uh, it's it's New Year's this, in it a is. day or this two. Is, yeah, New Year's is Christmas is over. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. What coming did you up. get for Christmas? Um, I, well, I got, uh, uh, Fuzz got me a SIG M18. Damn! I got it through Dave, though. Yeah, 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 Dave. Um, and then that was pretty, I got a computer because I killed my, my Mac Pro was playing games again, the old one, the trash can. So I finally traded it in and got rid of it. So that's my, that was basically Christmas is, uh, I got a, a little Mac Mini coming just to replace that. I got the iMac Pro to do my editing, but I was using my old Mac Pro after I repaired it. And now it just won't turn my screen on. Hardly have to restart the damn thing. So Christmas was kind of mellow, but um, we didn't do too much. Heidi got me a big old uh, tool chest workbench. Nice. Because I've been talking about for like the last year of being a long here, time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of making a making a bench out in the garage, but obviously that hasn't worked out yet. So um, uh, that was that was the big Santa. Yeah, present, yeah. You know, which was really cool. Uh, but Santa got it for me, not Heidi. You know? Yeah, I'm yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I bribed Rio again. Yeah, with a BB-8 yeah, with candy. And got some Star Wars socks. Oh, nice. Slippers. You got true. slippers? No, no, I've had these ones. Oh, those are new. Um, but no, it was a really good, really good Christmas. I think everybody got what they wanted and everyone was happy. And, and the good thing about it was um, we had all the kids home. So, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. Maddie's hair. And, and we just chilled out mm -hmm. in pajamas and played games. We played the Oregon Trail. I got Heidi a Oregon card. Trail. I got oh. Heidi a card version of the Oregon Trail. Okay. Then I died of dysentery like three moves into it. Nice. So I didn't make it to, to, to yeah, Oregon. They ate you, right? <laughs> yeah. you, you were a Donner party. And, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you were lunch. I shouldn't have had the falafel. <laughs> <laughs> lunch. So um, end of the year, want to go over some stuff. Uh I don't know, man. It, it's it's been a crazy podcasty year, traveling, busy, on the move, on the move constantly. You're working your butt off and doing all kinds of crazy stuff over there. Um, it, it, it's just been a, a, a nutso year as far as this goes. I mean, we maintain the podcast pretty good. Uh, yeah, not bad. And then, and of course, I always say I'm going to do more, and then I always do less. Yeah, well, you because you add, you add other stuff, and then yeah. you, you go. And then and I started going to school and everything. So, yeah, um, I did see one of the comments. I tried to respond on the Podbean app. Um, somebody had commented. They were like, "Mike, what do you think? Should I get the the Ghost Recon or the Call of Duty?" You know, I'm like, yeah, "Oh, so you had a game one. comment?" Yeah, I had a gamer comment, and I was like, "Yes, finally." Um, and I will tell you right now, don't waste your money on Breakpoint. No. Recon. Don't waste your money on that. Got if it. If you're going to waste your money, waste your money on the first Wildlands or uh, get the get the new Call of Duty. I'll tell you right now. That and you're a Fortnite guy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Uh -huh. No, no, no. Uh, Rio does all the dances, though. She oh, does she? Yeah, the, the floss. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I'm into more the, the realistic. The Call of Duty. Yeah, the so the, Duty the new stuff. Call of Duty. It's like, it's like for real. They're the, it's almost like you look at it. Well, they come to like, shot show. You, you, were, you weren't around mm -hmm. when the Call of Duty. We were at the sh the Call of Duty guys all stayed at the Mirage one year. Mm -hmm. And we were with them every night. And just like this was the, the second year after they had gotten the Atlas bipod in it on the M110. And we're, we were like 
just filling their ears with as much as we could every single night that we drank at the Revolution Bar there. That's probably why they needed to hit the reset button because it started to get a little. Yeah, bad. and but they do go to Shot Show yeah. and in the game guys, and they, well, look, sure at they, yeah, they look at everything to see they go, what to okay, put well, into the games. What are we going to put in next? What, right, what right. New patch are we going to do? But, exactly. Um, that one's been really good. So if you're going to spend money, spend money on Call of Duty. So like I figured, we can almost do like a year in review. What are some of the things you saw? And and you you're better because of a retail side of things mm -hmm. what do you see that's working out for everybody what do you see that's going in i mean we're talking all that you got a bipod sitting on the desk right here one of the thunder beast jobbers um you know you're seeing all this to me the thunder beast and the atlas cal are like the two best bipods Those are the out only there two, yeah and, and right. for me when i look at it you know if you don't want to spend money on this you don't want to spend money on that or you're looking for a name brand you're looking at those two um either one of those are going to suit your needs and you know, is you you can call the manufacturer and say, "Hey, man, why should I buy yours over this?" And they have that whole sales pitch lined out for you. Mm -hmm. You know why it's better than everybody else's. But the fact of the matter is, the Atlas Cal and the Thunder Beast are iPod like the are the two best. Yeah, yeah. they're the if ones to get, worry about. If you get one of those, you won't be disappointed, and it's going to follow you around for a long time. I have one bipod that I use, and just goes and around. It just goes around to each gun. Yep. Yeah. So that that was definitely something there to look at. Um, Other things to reflect on, like um, I, I like to kind of step back sometimes and and ask myself, okay, what's made you successful this year, so that you go into a new year, mm -hmm. you know, with a new kind of drive, or you know, what do you what are your sights on this time around? Right. Like, right. So 2019 for me was just uh, <clears throat> like pr primarily optics and spotting and. Optics had a bit of a comeback, but Leopold's Mark V doing really well. You're seeing, um, you know, the, the, the Night Force NX-8 series and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you you are seeing the Optics have kind of a comeback um, this yep. year. There was, a, there was a mix of them where Shot Show seemed pretty lame. Now, like, the year produced a bunch of decent stuff. And as the sport grows, you start seeing, like... The Z comp stuff, is getting big. Stuff for all ages, yeah, basically. Yeah. Like when I when I say that, you know, stuff for younger guys. You know, what's going to be a heavy. Well, like that Arkin I've been playing with. That thing's five hundred and fifty bucks, and it tracked one hundred percent. Arkin. Oh, okay. Dude, five fifty, and it tracked one hundred percent. And and they're and they're they're having. I mean, there's been some little. Somebody was asking me about that. The other yeah, day. they're doing little stuff and everything. Like there was one. There was a, a loose ring. Dude, they're just replacing it for people. Guys are coming on the site and going, oh, I got mine in, and, and this little piece was loose. Send it back to us, we'll send you a new one. And it's stuff that has no bearing on the scope, really. Like one was the the, the magnification ring was loose, and it's a flathead screwdriver. He just tightened it up, and it worked. But when he questioned it, he's like, I just don't know if I tightened it in the right spot. Well, the guys turned around and came on and said, just send us that scope back. We'll send you a replacement. So it's a five hundred and fifty dollars scope. Yeah, they do batch QCing because it's coming from China and all that crap. Mm -hmm. But the scopes are working, and they put more money into the tracking. It tracked a hundred percent. How do you beat it? It's tough. It's five fifty, man. Yeah, and it's and it, it's a good scope. Now I did shoot it the other day. What were you shooting it on? Um, uh, my two sixty, the one you guys fixed. Um, the one with the bolt. I put it back together. That, that K coated one. Yeah, the, the yeah the Krylon. <laughs> yeah, that rattle can. Um, but and I just did that to match the damn yeah. stock. But uh, so I shot it on that 260. Now I will say the center of the reticle with the little dots does make it hard, depending on the target. On paper, it was fine, 
But when I got to steel, certain pieces of steel hid those dots, and I almost wanted illumination to turn them on and make them red, but it, mine don't have the illumination on it. Um, this, the 16 power doesn't. But other than that, I mean, it's a good scope. They need to tune up the reticle a little bit. You know what I saw the other day is we had been talking about it, and there's one thing that I really wanted was a set of binos with a reticle in it mm -hmm. so that I can move a little more freely. Steiner. Well, Steiner has one, but Leupold has one now, too. Do they? Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if it came out within the last few months. One of our, um, one of our friends from... Wyoming came down and he had bought a set. Is it a rifle reticle in the binoculars? It's a mill reticle. Middle reticle? Because yeah. that's the thing I liked it's about the Steiner, reticle. the Predator series. Had that like S-U-M-R reticle. It looked like a rifle scope reticle and it wasn't like something they were trying to do for arranging. This one's an L tool. L tool? Yeah. So it Oh, like it's L like my Zeiss. It's like my Zeiss. Okay. Um, I like it, though, because it's not a whole lot of stuff going on. And right. the only thing that I really need to see is elevation and windage anyways. Right, right. And I have, anytime I have a crosshair, that crosshair is down to the left of my target or down to the right of my target. Mm -hmm. I don't spot Me too. It. I'm always below it. Yeah, so, like, I, and then I bring it up real fast to, to do yeah. the measurement for the shooter. But I, I really, I'm going to get my hands on a set of those binos. I'm going to buy a set yeah. because I, I think that'll add value to what I have right now. Because I have binos. But I don't have binos with a reticle, mm -hmm. and I really want to give a precise measurement. You, you know, it was cool, and I, I noticed too because this came up uh, with when I shot the competition dynamics match and with um, Adam at JP. You, you, uh, I love Adam. Yeah, did you? <laughs> did he send you the Christmas thing? Yeah, that was funny as shit. Um, so what? He I, called me up one day. Did I tell you about this? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, hey, uh, you sold me a gun, and it, it doesn't shoot. Uh, MOA it shoots like two minutes at angle at 100 yards, and I said, "Oh, it must be a JP." And then it just got real quiet because yeah, right, you realized it. I was like, "Dude, I know it's you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your name comes <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we were doing the um, the, the JPs don't shoot two minutes. No, JPs they don't. They're half minute. minute. Yeah. So you're shooting competition dynamics and you need those binos with the laser range finder and all that. Well, I noticed through like Hawken and Pia uh, from Pia came from, uh, what, she was from Norway with though. Spur. Yeah. yeah with, when she came to yeah, visit us. Yeah, Sweden we, or Norway. She yeah. might've been Sweden too. But anyway, she had she a came mount. the solution. Right. Yeah. She had a mount built for these binos because she was using the Leica range finding binos and she actually did a metal mount Instead of these straps with the rubber that you throw over the top. Bog pod, I think it is. Is that who makes those? I have it right here. Yeah, so she was doing that, and, and so I thought that was neat that she came up with a, a yeah, those are the mounts. Bog pod. Yeah, instead of the bog pod mount. Right, so this mount, to me, is is kind of like, uh, So I like the what she was doing with, a, with just a little at attachment on one of the pieces there. So yeah, that's that an... Like, going minimalist like that, this will take up your whole tripod. Right. Her solution will take up half of it. And you, you know, can mount to the side like, if we exactly. use our, our uh, handles. The right. thing I like about this, though, is it has that, you can feel the rubber material down on the bottom right here. It's all grippy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that it. when you actually set your eyes and then ratchet this over it and, stays and link it over to the top, yeah, it stays in the same spot. It mm -hmm. doesn't collapse or get wider. Um, it keeps your binos, you know, your eye spacing proper. Yeah. I really, I, I like this. Um, if we had a different solution that was less bulkier, I'd be happy without that too. 
But that was something that I thought was really neat to look at. I mean, we talk about the innovation stuff all the time. I mean, it happens even, you know. Okay, so what I was kind of talking about earlier was you have stuff for all ages. So it comes down to everybody that's getting into this sport needs something specific to them. Right. And then they go, okay, well, I'll just make it. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else who is like them, maybe their stature, height, weight, you know, same, you know, uh, yeah. high prescription, whatever the case is, they go, well, shit, I need that too. Mm-hmm. When can you get me one? Right, right. Can you make me one? And then, you know. Then it's a snowball from there and everybody starts doing it. Speaking of heights and weights and stuff, I think it's pretty funny. I noticed, like, months back, I did a, a video, and it got, it's got to be six months at a minimum. I did a video on my bipod bitch, and I showed the height thing on the spec bipod. Well, last week, Vibert Necro resurrected it. When, when an old thread is somebody, oh, okay. you know, they, yeah, they yeah, Necro, yeah. it's a Necro thread. So they raise it out of the dead. They raise it from the dead. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's, so Vibert resurrected <laughs> the, the, video, the video I did and was saying how he agrees now that the, the barricades in the, in, are out of spec and shouldn't be used like that because his daughter's shooting. And his daughter's 12, and she doesn't reach the stuff as well. And he was saying how she does, he doesn't want her to try to do the top of a barricade and risk dropping the rifle or something weird coming up. So I just think it's funny that here's one of, you know, what everybody looks at Vibbert as being one of the top guys in the country, PRS, NRL style. And now he's kind of backing up the bitch about the barricade and, and, and resurrected the thread from the dead. Which it, 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 it'll all come around eventually, you know. Well, if it gets done, it gets done, right? And that's kind of the you know, the thing is we gotta, you know, we keep pushing in certain directions, and then when you just can't push anymore, you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna push on something else, right? Right, right. Until somebody who has you know that type of name goes, okay, here's what we need to do, guys, yeah, and exactly. Boom, it gets changed, you know what? I, I call those, I used to call those types of guys, it's like you're gonna be in formation, and you're like, okay, we need two elements here. We're, this guy's on point. This guy's on point. You guys start moving down the street. Like, hey, why don't we uh, cross sectors of fire? And then, like, the squad leader's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then the other guy from across the street goes, hey, we, we, should, should, cross. we should cross sectors of fire. And he's like, good idea. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I call those guys idea bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just look at you and they just give you your idea. You yeah. know? They, they point their little finger gun. Oh, they got the, their bandana around yeah. their face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me your idea. But if it gets done, it gets done. And that's mm-hmm. good, man. Because um, I think at some point, you know, Rio's doing doing some shooting too. Right. And at some point, you know, the, the playing field has to be level for everybody. And, and you if know, you're going to play. If you're going to play the game, it's got to be level. I almost thought I was watching some. You were talking about Mandalorian and all the movies. I was yes. binge, I binged Witcher. I binged. Did Witcher's you watch the whole awesome. thing on yeah. Witcher? Witcher's awesome. I got a. I probably got about four or five episodes of Rio. I, I, I dug Witcher. Um, so I'm binging. So the other night I'm sitting there like in between, and I was thinking, should I go and just write out my whole like I did? I I when I first kind of had a beef with PRS type stuff, I came up with like a tactical rifleman series, and I wrote out a bunch of rules and a bunch of other things, and then that actually became the most the Missouri steel tactical they use a lot of my rules to do their most series and i talked about that and they actually did an article they wrote an article about using sort of my template so i was actually looking and thinking about the other night and i'm like should i write this down 
about like rules and targets and packages and put and just putting it out there. So when the thief, the, the idea bandits come along, <laughs> Give me idea. you can say, yeah, I wrote that friggin' <laughs> six months ago. Look, it's right here. You know, so I was thinking about doing that, but who knows? Um, you know, it, it's, it's like, is it even worth doing? Like I was going to say, you know, if you're going to shoot a target multiple times, it should only be three shots per, they should, you know, put out a three, two, one on every target, you know, first round hits three points, second rounds, two points, third rounds, one point. And look at it from a sniping standpoint, no more than three shots from any one position, then displace. So kind of taking little things like that to say, there's one target, you get three shots, then you have to transition to another target. You could do up to three shots. And then you can sort of make it where that target would be a six points, six points, and you would know ahead of time, every stage is this many points if it has this many targets and, and what's going on. But I almost started writing it all down again and then I kind of blew it off but who knows yeah. eh, I might yeah. do it yeah somebody will come around yeah somebody will figure. pick up the slack because I just don't I I don't want to do it you know what I mean it's like well, I got I got it too much there's on my only plate. so much you can do. exactly there's only so much you can do in, in any given time frame like we'll say the last 365 days there's only so much you can do mm -hmm. and going back to the success of 2019 is asking yourself you know, us asking each other, why was training, why was our training so successful? Yeah, it really was. And I mean, what do we need to do to capitalize on that? We have, we have dates for next year. I've actually been going through the call list mm -hmm. and filling up slots for next year. Everybody who had called me prior to us getting dates ready was like, okay, yeah, what, yeah. what months do you have? Well, pretty much April through October, and, and what here's we, the days. What we talked about is, is I don't want to say it's ambitious, but it's, it's pretty positive if we do even half of what we talked about. There's so much that can be done with that range out there. And, and, and if Kevin's all on board and, and Randy implied that Kevin was fine with a lot of it, but I'm, I don't know what they have to talk to. But even just small movements in the Connex box. Adjusting. So we're doing an improvement on the classroom. Yep. We're building an actual air-conditioned heated classroom in that Connex. Okay. So we're going to put up walls and everything mm -hmm. like that. It's going to be real nice. Um, second piece to that is we're going to move the firing line. Yep, over. So, yep, we're going to move the firing line over to and flatten everything out. So we're going to have at least like 14 to 15 positions. Right. So if we can accomplish that and we have a 10-person class, we have tons of room to move around. Because we've got tons of room already. We're we just not capitalizing on we it. We just need to use it properly. Right, properly. right. So we need to get up on a higher platform, mm -hmm. which we're going to, that's what we're going to build. Um, and then we talked about replacing the berms because the way that the berms are set up on our particular range it was set up for service rifle so on a service rifle range all the equipment is behind the berm we right because it's like a carriage system exactly because and we want to shoot our targets that are in front of the berm so we can see our splash right. from a distance right so we're going to start working on that can we pick it up now yeah it's not easy right you got to be good to spot i mean there's times and if the weather is in there and it's not we or the, or the ground's wet. Wet, yeah, right. You don't exactly. see the splash. When it's dry out there, it's dry. you got to rely on us to right. say, okay, I saw your bullet. You need to come over to the yeah. left yeah. You know, three times. Or whatever. So th there's going to be some good improvements. But I do think our training programs were really good. I think a, a lot of the, the math and things that we simplified worked out really well. Dude, are you wearing Uggs? I am. Um, these are my snowshoes. 
looks like the buttstock of I'm a, wearing Britney Spears. Scar. Yeah, I'm wearing Britney Spears. It does look like a scar buttstock. I'm wearing my Britney Spears Uggs, man. These are my snowshoes. Always thinking guns. Ah, guns, 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 guns. That's fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I think it was pretty successful uh, uh, year-wise. So, for next year. So, that's that's where I'm gauging right now. I'm, like, looking, you know, six, uh, six to eight months from now. And I think that... Given, you know, we're able to make these improvements, it's going to be this whole front end of this January is going to be loaded for SHOT Show. Everything that's going to happen at SHOT Show, everything that's going to happen after SHOT Show. So getting to the actual improvement portion is probably not going to be until February or March. And then we have a month. Right, which is fine. That. I mean, that's plenty of time. We're only, I mean, I can knock out so much of moving targets because we already know what we want to do. Yeah. I know how I want to cluster them. I've already thought about it. Uh, quite a bit. Well, we drew it out. Yeah. Last year, too. We did. We were like, hey, make these lanes mm-hmm. so that we have good training lanes, and then we can download it to Ballistic Arc app, and then right. we'll have those programmed in. So when you come to our course, all you got to do is we just got to share the course of fire with you, and it's right there. And and Loaded. honestly, out of all the software I played with, I think we really need to follow up on Ballistic Arc and use that for students and make it so you can download stuff. They can get courses of fire. They can get locations and ranges and things like that. I think its engine is really good. Um, there's enough uh, adjustment in how their engine is that I don't see it. I don't see it breaking as easily as the Hornaday did that time because it's pretty robust in how you can address. Where Hornaday's like you got two ways of doing it. I think Ballistic Arc has like five ways you can do it. Well, I don't, I don't think it's so much that. I think mostly if you look under the hood of both of them, I don't think Ballistic Arc has been like thrown extra equations to deal with. Right, you right. Know, it's a real simple solution that can be true. Yeah, yeah. So it, to me, it's like, okay, well, we're just going to do it backwards. Like when we, when we shoot at six or 800 yards, we go, okay, well, let's check muzzle velocity. You just go into ballistic arc and you say, this is my come up at this distance, boom, equals muzzle velocity. And then it plugs in your muzzle velocity right, automatically. Right. And then you just go save and then you go to your range card and then you just, you know, you true all your data. So I think it's it's an easier way of doing things. It's a $15 app. You spend more at McDonald's at lunchtime nowadays. Totally. You know, and it's 100% worth it because I'm there's only been one situation and I think... I said it here on the podcast is in Craig, I had a problem with my ballistic arc, but I was like, I'm not going to sit here and troubleshoot it. I'm just going to use something else. Yeah. That was the only time I've ever had a problem with it. Yeah. Was it during a competition? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I had another solution. So I don't feel like, well, it's it, just it like trace all I'm, I'm fully invested in trace all, but if you're not an iPhone guy, it doesn't work right on every Android. Right. So it's like, you can't recommend it. To, Cause that's then, another good point. It's like when you go from, you know, Traceall or Hornady or to the different Android versus iPhone, there's a difference. There is a difference. Even like with Applied Ballistics. Someone will bring iPhone phone doesn't like, work is as well with Applied Ballistics as it does with Android. And then you go to Traceall. iPhone works with Traceall, doesn't work as well with Android. So there's always something between either Android or iPhone, between the software and updates and this. And to me, just looking at all of them over the last year, it does seem to me Ballistic Arc isn't suffering from as many problems across 
platforms and people as we saw with some of the other software. Yeah, and and even if they're fleeting, they still happen. And I still use other ballistics oh, programs. I think for what we are doing together with students, I think that is the best solution. Yeah. I mean we have to, to bring use everybody every, together. We have to use every piece of software right. because every student's gonna have a different piece anyway. Right. So if you don't know it and and, and so but I think for us in 2020, it's going to be a ballistic arc kind of deal. And we'll get Joe on the on the podcast and have him talk to us about what he's doing. Because I, I definitely want to revisit that. So ballistic arc gets two snaps. Two snaps. And a twist. And a twist. <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. <laughs> some yeah. of you guys are laughing. Some of you guys are like, what are what? they talking about? In living color, man. Yeah, man. Two man on guns. Man on guns. We got man on guns. Mike had man on men earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. MMA. MMA. Man, man on man, man action. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hated it. Yeah. He did not like it one bit. It's just not his thing. Yeah. So. Um, so training, cool. Um, Rifle stuff, man. What's um, the the AI's coming with the with the. The ASR is getting replaced, right? Or coming out permanent or replacing. Okay, so it. here's the deal. Yeah. So I know I'm going to it. You, I just yeah. don't know nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, you're, you're getting there. Um, it, it's a long road. But the ASR, they they came out with the ASR deployment kit. Right. So the ASR deployment when kit. When those are mostly gone, then they go to the individual. So, well, it's kind of like they did with the PSR. Right. So it's the same thing. So the, how the PSR rifle was the father of the AXMC. Mm-hmm. The, the ASR rifle is the father of the AXSR. Is that what they're going to call it? That is what it's called. Okay. It is the AXSR. So that'll be the civilian. The that'll AXSR the civilian version. is the ASR civilian. Yeah. But it's the same it. rifle. It, it's, it's just, just by itself. It's Yes and no. So would they change? It's by itself. They're changing the handguard. Why? Um, because the handguard was the cool thing. Well, it's, it's got... Key or the M lock on yeah. it, they're going back to key slot. Why? Because it's better. No, it's not. Yeah, it's way better. Dude, I got I the. I hate M lock. Oh, you're crazy. Oh my dude. god, I'm not crazy. I hate M lock. Yeah, but they had the ARPA rail built into it already. Yeah, I know. That's going to stay. Okay. They're just going back to the attachment portion. Dude, I just got to, rid of all my going back key, key slot. Key well, slots. think about this, too. Is with the with the M lock, you got to take the rails off. You got to. I just did it with Michael Victor's on thing. The, on the ASR, on the AI version of it, you have to take the rails off, you have to take the front end off, and then you can take the barrel off because of the contour of the barrel. Oh, all right. Well, I because I just swapped out for the Michael Victor uh, hammer rail, mm-hmm. and I was able to put the end locks on without taking anything off or do anything. But you were you using the ASR contour barrel? No, I'm using my whatever contour barrel yeah, I'm using. Just, on yeah, that. I don't want but, contour. Whatever contours on my, I don't know what contours they are. I don't. Yeah. Somebody asked about contours. We'll get. I'm not a honestly. Yeah, whatever you want, dude. I do. I do a a, a hybrid contour. But. I did, the only reason I would change a contour is to increase weight. Yeah. I don't think it does anything for harmonics. I don't think. A little it does. sometimes. I mean, you can heat them up if you're in a big string, but yeah. We, I don't think we see it as much, which is why I do a modified contour. What I do is it's thicker at the chamber. And then it tapers a little bit more aggressively, and so then it's thinner at the muzzle, but it, it takes longer to get there. So I do a hybrid. It used to be called a gap contour. George mm-hmm. used to extend it out. Now I think they have like a Remington varmint version. 
Yeah, it's like a marksman or something. Yeah, like it's got some name, but I don't know what it is. But I, I don't go super heavy, but I know they do go heavy, and it does have some benefit. But that's benefit is for long, hot strings of fire. Yeah, I'm like Sendero, Mina, right. Coma. That's, that's I don't even do any I MTUs. An MTU. I, I have an MTU those. that's going on that 6.5 that's already chambered up, mm -hmm. 6.5 PRC. I the am only going... reason I did that is because I wanted a heavy barrel. On the PRC, because it's Magnum. Now, I'm going, Fritz is doing my 300 PRC on the Bighorn. The Origin came in, and you guys are spinning that up right now. I'm going heavier contour on that because I noticed when I went light with my 300 Norma, I had heat issues when I got it hot. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's going to heat up. So with the 300 PRC, I'm going heavy. But that's PRC. But, like, look at that friggin' Valkyrie that I've been shooting. That thing, I can I can dump you 10 mags in, in, in your hole. Yeah, yeah, it never gets contour. hot. Uh, 6.5 Creed, you I know, just do it's it. not going to get I hot. I just do it for uh, the weight of the rifle. It yeah. absorbs some of the recoil and everything. If I can, you know, if I can take it out of here. But, all right, what else we got there? So guns-wise, what else is going on guns? We talked about JPs being all cool and shit. You guys have been doing that. JPs are cool. They got the new monolithic. You guys got any of them in or no? Mm, the L LR20? No, we don't. Um, I just talked to Dustin about that last week, I think. Okay. So we might get into that. We'll, if we place any orders with JP, it's going to be during SHOT Show. They give you yeah, yeah, better yeah, deals. Yeah, better deals for the, for the industry. Um, oh, what about this Sig Cross, man? Yeah, what do you so think of I was actually I was talking to. There's a big Sig dealer down in uh, Texas, Hunter Rifle Works, Dave Montana. Okay. And um, good dude. I'm Texas. If you're, yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're in Texas, see Dave. See Dave Montana in Texas. Hunter Rifle Works. Anyways, he's a big Sig guy, and he was telling we were kind of talking about it, and um, this new Sig rifle is going to be shooting the same cartridge that the military is using for their newest yeah, automatic Fury, weapon. The two two. The 277 Fury, yeah. which is like a 6.8 variant. It's going to be a pretty expensive cartridge. Yeah, it but it's got, because it's got 80,000 PSI of pressure if you do the maxed out. It's supposed to be getting a, a lighter bullet at 3,000 plus. Is, there's a whole thread on it, and there's variations. There's a steel case yes, version. Yes, a steel case version. And then there's the regular version, which is normal. So there's a high pressure version yeah, and a regular. It's like a hybrid right. kind of looking case or whatever. Right. But uh, it's a 6.8 variant, which I everybody's don't... freaking out. Why is the army still chasing 6.8 variants? Which Valkyrie, 6.8 variant. It is. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't put my hands on it. But no. from the discussion that I had about it is it's essentially like when you look at it, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to go, that's a Q rifle. It is a Q, because the guys from Q went back to SIG. There was dudes that worked for Q. And I didn't even know that. Right. You just look at it, and you're and just like, And they went back to, because Q. Q and SIG are near each other, in, up in um, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, guys left Q, went back, and they're former, I guess they're CAG dudes or something, and they went back to SIG, and um, they brought it over, but they, they changed some minor stuff. There's a few things. There's yes. like a dust cover. Right. They like changed that. some things off of the queue, but it is a, and, and to me, it's a good deal. But yeah, so I'm Well, gonna, and that's the second thing is they look at it, they're going to say, okay, well, this is a queue. Plus, Q it's rifle. only like 1500 bucks. Second piece is the price point. Yeah. So when they look at that, they go, well, I could get this. Right. Same, almost same Half rifle. the price of the queue. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, maybe they have some stuff to work out, but again, it, it's coming back full circle like we talked last year right before shot show mm -hmm. and we said okay you guys are going to start seeing stuff 
like from manufacturers making precision rifles that probably have no business making precision rifles. Yes, and that happens. Okay, and then you have um, other companies that are going to start coming out with small fixes to things that that doesn't present a problem. Right, right, it's right. It's just you know that one accessories. I had mentioned that accessories, accessories and accessories. like upgrades and accessories are going to be big. Like the one thing that just and like maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a great thing. I just it irritated me to a point of no return, which is the the chamber fan thing. I can't get over it. I like it though. The rifle cooled. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of those. I want to get some. How many you want to get? Like three or four. I want to get. I got to give one to Joe PP so he won't use his Coleman <laughs> friggin' um, he won't use his vacuum cleaner and blow hose with his garden hose, and I can't. As it is, it's like I can't hear. Set up his own little HVAC thing. Yes, yeah. and what happens is when you put powered ears on. Yeah, it sounds like it's it, transmitting. Right, a turbo into yeah, it. So, and that's one of the things I was irritated. About. With the rifle cools, yes, because yeah, if you like, hear them. I was like, dude, what is that noise? But I like them. I'm a fan of them. I don't see, I don't really see the point of them, though. Well, because he is a, an enemy. He is an enemy, but if you're, but if, if you're shooting. Again, it goes to the light shooting. contour. If you go to a lighter contour and you get up and then you put it in and walk away, when you come back, you should be good. If you're shooting mm -hmm. and you're not closing your chamber right. until you're ready to shoot. There's that. And then when you download your rifle and you leave your bolt open just enough for air to pass through, mm -hmm. I don't see a need for a chamber fan. It is. It just depends on the cadence of your shooting. I know in like class at times you can get guys, we can heat up like hunting rifles. Those thinner. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. you know, so I don't mind. The super light right, rifles. That, super like, light barrel. That, can't, that you can't even thread because there's no yes. shoulder on there. Yes, no stuff like that. But I don't see it. But it, it, again, it depends on your uh, sustainment, your, how many rounds you're firing. Most matches, you do that string and go, your rifle should be cool. Yeah. But in training, it should be as well. We don't really run the rifles that hot. But if they do get hot, it, it, it is a, not a bad thing because, you know, we get the sun out there that cooks on those things and guys have to cover them with their towel. So I would rather them put a rifle cool in there and assist in cooling it down because the sun's helping to cook it on our range. That would be my kind of deal. I like that. I like that response. Okay. That was a good response. Yeah, it was good enough. Yeah, whatever. So, all right. So where else are we at still? Um, we're, to, we're talking optics and equipment. I don't... um. I don't know where, I guess there's a couple things going on in the optics world. There, there's some things I saw Ilya was uh, posting some stuff. Meopta's bringing out some things. And, and you said Nikon was shutting down their stuff. Nikon's so. done. They're, they're not doing rifle scopes anymore. I'm sure they'll still do spotters and rangefinder, but they're not doing rifle scopes. Got, that, that's uh, the brand of my binos. My binos are pretty good. Yeah, I, my, no, well, that spotter I've been using is not bad. Definition. Yeah. You, you've seen me use the spotter on the line they yes, sent me. Yeah, you use it all the time. Mm -hmm. That one's been working out really well. Um, I don't know, is Schwaro doing anything worth a dang? Collis isn't doing much, right? Or um, Not that I know of. I, I, Leupold's got some stuff in the Yeah, office. I know they are. Yeah, they're working on some stuff, and, you know, don't be surprised if you see something here in the next few weeks. Um, I don't think that Suaro really needs to improve anything as far as their spotter is concerned. No, we just they have different scopes that they, you know, like the hunting line of scopes. I don't really get into that kind of stuff. Um, we were talking to a few places to try to get some rings set up for um, those uh, those hunting line of scopes and for Suaro. And SIG is actually getting picked up quite a bit in the military. 
I saw some insider shit going on, and SIGs are actually doing really well. Uh, you know, it's tough. It's funny. SIGs discontinuing their suppressors. Are they? Which they were never that doing anything. Again, anyway. And it, I didn't like it, that torpedo well, you know, dildo look they had. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, but in like the, what, what was it? It was only like two threads for the can or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Two or three threads. Um, which is fine. You only need two or three threads anyways. Mm-hmm. But when you just, your maximum is three, like I'd start to question that kind of stuff. But again, it comes back to companies that maybe shouldn't have been doing something, were doing something, and they're like, eh, it didn't work out the way we planned to look good and back yeah. off. So smart move. But I know SIG's doing a lot in the scopes, and they're actually making some good headrows. I tend to, and this is going to come off because I dig everybody at Vortex and don't take this as like a negative, negative. SIG's and Vortexes are very similar as far as where they're made, how they're made, OEM'd and all that. The, the internal packages, of course, externally things mm-hmm. are going to look different and there's slight variations. Well, there's like, yeah, I there's tend, like nine right. places that are all. But I tend them. to think like picture wise, I tend to think the SIG's look a little bit better. You know, I, I think they're pretty close to each other when you're in the high-end Gen 2 Razor and all that, but I, I think the SIGs have a, pure, a prettier picture, um, if you ask me. And, and I could agree with that. With the uh, You brought a SIG out one day. Yeah, I had that Tango 6 Tango that, 6, that's that what runs it was. Around. I was trying to remember what it was. But I've had Vortex scopes. I have Vortex scopes, mm-hmm. and I don't think that um, the picture is the same. No, but there's even though it's very similar glass yeah. and everything, <clears throat> I don't think it's the same. And I think once you, and it's not like at short distance. At short distance, you can't really tell the difference between the two. In my personal opinion, um, when you start getting out to you know the six, seven, eight hundred yards is where I start seeing a difference. Where I'm just like, okay, can I get this thing as clear as possible? Is it going to work for me? Right. Do I have to? Power it up. How do you fight it? And I yeah. actually like the level flex. I, I don't turn it on all the time, but I use it to mount the scope. Mm-hmm. The levels in there are so good because they're, they're electronic and you can actually adjust how you want them. Mine actually has a fine tune. It's like a quarter of a friggin' degree. It, it can go down too. You know what I hear a lot too? Is it works good though? Um, is Revic. Revics are great. I have both Revics. Are they they're, doing anything? And do they have something coming? Not. There? I don't think there's anything new. Are they just the, trying to capitalize honestly, on what they got? If you're going to put software in a scope, the Revic is the best of all of them. The Revics are fantastic. And their software, um, the, the Aaron from Gunworks, it's his software. He does a great job with software. He doesn't do a lot of flourishes. It's his stuff. I think as far as electronics in the scope goes, the Revic is the most elegant package out there. It's a good scope, a good package, and it works good. I have both the MOA and the mill version. Another good scope like that is the, um, you were asking about Swarovski, the Swarovski DX. Yeah, the new electronic one they Yes, their yep. new electronic one. Is, that's a hunting scope. See, the thing is, Schwero is, is the shit, though. hunting, mm-hmm. Collis is it's, military, it's so right, yeah. tactical. So that's the only thing with the Schroer side of scopes is that you got to deal with that part of it. But I don't know. Which is fine. I mean, Collis puts together a good product. Oh, yeah. They're all and good. And their customer service is good, man. I'm totally sold on them after this last year. Um, I had thrown a Collis scope on top of my rifle, and we let a student shoot it. Mm-hmm. And then and the reticle turned. Yeah, the reticle uh, canted out on me. And I didn't <laughs> – he didn't notice it. No, he kept turning his he, head. He kept turning his head, turning the gun, and shooting. And I kept, and I kept yelling at him from the line. I'm like, straighten up your gun. Right? And then it was like, I'm giving like a over. ridiculous wing call. I'm like, 
Okay, how about two mils at 600 yards when it's like five miles an hour? Right, right, right. And I'm just like throwing stuff out there. I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. You're you're doing whatever you want to do. So then we go down and we're we're, um, showing them how to shoot off of a barricade. And I'm like, yeah, let me see that gun right there. So I get my gun, I throw it up on the barricade, and I bring my head down into it. And I'm like, oh, the reticle is crooked. And I look back up at the scope and look at the reticle, and they're both, you know, they're off plane. But moral of the story is I I got a hold of – Swarovski mm-hmm. on Monday. I had my scope out and back by Friday. Nice. That next weekend, I was able to zero, get my zero back on, and that's actually on. really good. So, well, because they go to Rhode Island, right? You had to mail it to Rhode Island. Yeah, but they they sent me a label. And it was overnight. And they said as soon as we get it, mm-hmm. we'll take a look at it. If we need to replace it, we we'll replace it. But you'll have it back by Friday. Nice. That's awesome. Like, Perfect. That's, that is good customer service. So that right there, that sold me across the board. I do not feel bad putting a Collis in anyone's hands. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll never, I'll, I'll probably. I wouldn't either. I've been I would to their never factory. get rid of my Collis. Dude, I've been to their factory. It's solid. It's, yep. it's a real deal. Who else we got there? What else was on your list? Um, Just accessories and stuff. I mean, stuff that has made you successful this year. The bags. I, I The bags have been good. I mean, so much nylon and stuff going on. Time nylon. Uh, I redid all those data book things. Like I said, I went to tactical notebooks and I made up some new data books. We had gotten away from data books because of software. And now with all the stuff we've done to simplify everything and the weaponized math and the charts and sheets that Ted a, does. You need a place to keep it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we got that guy Ted on Sniper's High just making insanely great killable charts. And he's posting them up there for everybody. Like a guy came on. That's people helping people. Right. I like that. guy came on and said, hey, dude, uh, how do I do DA and do this, do that, and the other thing? And it's like, well, you, I would use cold bore or I could go here or do this. I said, you can go to JVM and JVM will make a chart for you. But then Ted comes in and goes, this is how I do it and posts a printable thing and shows everybody. And he's got a money chart. And then he also brings about the temperature thing. You kind of want all the DA to be at a similar temperature, even though there's a temperature variation with DA. But you kind of want to do a 60 degree and then change the DA. Because for us, we know the DA goes up when it's 90. Mm-hmm. You know, But when you do your charts, you kind of want the temperatures to be the same with that density altitude. Because that's the variation is how temperature affects DA. But he has a nice little thing that he just put up yesterday on doing DA charts, and it's free. There's uh, some Border Patrol agents that were coming through, uh, picking up some guns, and they had some training in the local area. And we just got to talking and stuff like that. And they're not from around here. There, I think they're from uh, just some eastern part of the country. <clears throat> and we got to talking about wind. And I figured, you know, they bought a couple rifles. I was like, well, I can sit here and talk to you guys about wind for mm-hmm. however long you guys want to hang out. Right, right. And, um, you know, because they didn't have anywhere else to go except for that training. And it was in, like, northern Colorado. So I was like, okay, well, let's talk. You know, start drawing stuff out and print some stuff off. I used some of Ted's stuff. And I was like, look here, look at this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try not to, you know, get too. Over, yeah, right, don't right. overthink don't, it. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's how I want you to think while you guys are at that course. So um, got back with them. And they were like, we're going to take one of your guys' course next year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so based off of that, and it, again, it's freedom of information is right. We didn't invent a lot, you yeah. know. I we mean, just Mark kinda, came up we with simplified that. it. Right, you right. know, we're yeah. just like, okay, stop being a jackass and listen to what I'm saying. Stop doing this. 
do this, right. try this out, and if it works, keep using it. Because everybody wants to overcomplicate shit, and people are out there telling them there's voodoo and there's this and that, or, you know, you got to do all these different things, and you really don't. You can actually make it easy. You know, guys were talking about like a scale factor, like the 2.5 to 3.0 scale factor when you don't have dope. It's like, yeah, if you got a 6.5, dude, 0.8 every 100 yards from 3 to 800, actually a little farther, is going to get you. At 0.8 every 100 yards. If you got a 308, it's at a mil. At a mil, at a mil, at a mil. You're going to be there. You know? So yeah, you're going to get there. Right, right. And and so it's just And weird. then use your impact data book. Right. Weaponize, dude. Use the weaponized map. <laughs> and the numbers down. there. Write it down. Write it down. Plus, if you're in mills, you yeah, only you have can, to memorize yeah. like 10, not even, was it eight numbers from 200 to 1,000 yards? And honestly, and it, 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 it's you less can than go 10. on to a website. And plug in your information. You right. don't even need a Kestrel if you don't want one. No. You just go into you can go on a Hornady's website and say, I'm using your ammo. This is how far I'm shooting. This is the temperature. Mm -hmm. And it shits you out a, yep. a freaking uh, data. But I, I think software has got everybody away from hard copy other it than has. the, the cop guys. I don't write anything down, right. honestly. I don't. Well, other than there's only a few things I write down and that's it all stays in my I, in I was my gonna say on your risk commander should be one yeah. place as I think at a bare minimum, if you're going to do anything th this year, coming to 2020, have a risk commander with your dope. If you're going to hunt, compete, whatever, even train, you're going to go take a class. If, you're oh, not, if you don't have it on the gun, have it on your Right. Wrist. You don't need a data book. All you need is a risk commander on your arm with your dope to however far you're going to shoot. Do with the 1,500 meter or, you know, yards. So do from 200 to 1,500 if you have to do front and back, that's fine. But that's all you need. And they're not expensive. You guys used to sell the uh, risk commanders. You are not. You don't have any anymore, do you? We, no, we don't. We had the RE Factor one. Right. And that's then, one. I have one of those. But then the Sun Tactical one is good. Is it Sun? There's a Sun Tactical. But you know what, dude? What it comes down to is um, go down to Dick's Sporting Goods. Go down to... Yeah, and get a, a, a football one. Yeah, a get a football, football one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Go get Some a deal. It's uh, cheap. Um, you can tear it up. No problem. Doesn't need to be tactical. Right. Get a football one at Dick Sporting Good. That's yeah. I have some from them. I have a cutter. Cut, it's cutter is the name. That's that exactly makes them. what I have. Yep. And it breathes because it's neoprene. Yep. And everything, and you can get wet. Doesn't matter. It, it'll be good in the rain. It'll always be there for you when you need right. it. You just slide it on. There's no Velcro involved trying to get it onto your freaking arm. Look at you. Like it's simple. Colorado. They're talking like the last couple of football games. Denver won. They're attributing to Drew Locke's success to him wearing a wrist commander. Boom. Right. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, because it, the game's moving so fast and he's a new guy. Yeah, you got to make he a needs call. A refer he needs that reference. Yeah. Wrist commander. Yeah. Tom Brady wears one. Come on. So maybe that's maybe that's something that you guys can ask yourself is, what's going to make me successful in 2020 in, yeah. in my shooting career? That's a good, good way to put you it. You know, like as, we, as we're you know on the cusp of the new year right now, the 29th, um, Getting into 2020, forget all the shot show stuff, forget all the trade show stuff, forget right. all the new stuff that's coming out. What do you have right now in front of you, in your truck, in your bag, that is going to make you successful? And what's going to hold you back? Yeah. And data. How well can you access and use your data? What do you have to do to get that all sorted out? Because that's the main thing, man. Where's the bullet going to go? You know, and it's that easy. If you're not going to do the full data book, if you don't want to carry around a data book, a risk commander will have everything you need and you could fill in the blanks based off of that. If And 
you know, guys. I've been through like nine backpacks, dude. Yeah. I went from Me the too. big bag where I was just like, I'll just take everything. If I take everything, then I don't have to worry. And then I was like, well, this is way too much shit. Yep. So then I got this little camelback joint. This little guy. Right. Why do you need anything bigger everything. than that? As what long as it? it holds you enough ammo. A foot and a half by, you know, another foot, maybe. Mm hmm. And. Got my ammo, got my water, got some data in there, got some snacks in there. Right. And, like, I'm not carrying it. Like, a lot of guys like to carry around, you know, their combat lifesaver bag and, you know, like, tourniquets. Everywhere, stock with everything. They're, they're freaking, what is the big with one? the, the sand squint. And, uh, yeah. And I have a gunslinger, too, sitting That's right it, over there. That's it, the gunslinger. There. I have one of those sitting right there. When's the last time you see me drag that thing out to uh, a match? No, dude. I, I gave mine away. You see it sit on my tailgate mm -hmm. at when we go to training yeah because i have tools in it yeah 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 and now i'm going to transfer all those tools to that pelican right there and then this is just going to be our range box i had the marines coming through to shoot the night force two gun match at raton that time mm -hmm. like two years ago i gave one of them my gunslinger because they were like i need a pack for this i need something and i'm like dude keep it it's yours i don't want to even see it have it so what's going to make you successful in your shooting career is is really what it comes down right. to. And there's just so many things that you can translate over just from life into shooting. But look at it, you know, take a step back, look at what somebody else is doing and go, well, why do you do that? Ask the question why. And then try it for yourself. Don't go out and buy all of the crazy shit just to have. Buy the functional stuff. Let us do that and then tell you what works. <laughs> yeah, right? Or buy it for us. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buy it for me. That'd yeah. be cool for a change. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, but but seriously, you I go to Dave. Dave gives yourself. me better discounts. Who's that? Dave. Dave. Dave hooks you up. Yeah, Dave hooks me yeah. up. Every time you come over, man, I'm like giving him money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's like Frank. I got a deal for you. I'm like Dave. You're my buddy. Dave, Dave, Dave. But what else we got, man? How much time? Are we oh, we're we're at the hour. I, I think we should keep going a little longer for its end of year wrap up. Let's okay. just talk until we're done saying and nothing else to say. So. um... Uh, so let's talk suppressors again suppressors, uh, so yeah. for the year because I'm looking at your OSS stickers. I'm digging the OSSs. OSS? The is, Thunder Beasts are good. We haven't good really the, talked about those. I have, but you have. Have you? Okay. So, I've been mentioning them because I'm using all of them. They sent me all of them and I dig them. So the OSS technology is, I think, um, kind of revolutionary at this point when it comes to suppressors. I told of, Fritz I'm putting that on my PRC. Are you? The OSS. I bet it'll be just fine. Mm -hmm. And here's... Like primarily, I think that OSS belong on AR platforms because then you don't have to um, on your direct engagement. You good. don't you don't have to um, remove right. your gas block. You gas don't have to adjust it. You yeah. don't have to get one of those uh, suppressor friendly bolt carrier groups or anything like that. It all blows out the front because of its gas. The way the gas right, right. roll. I, I dig. You guys got the, um, the cutaway. cutaway. Mm -hmm. They have a cutaway in their shop for the OSS. It is. Nothing like you've seen a suppressor look cutaway. And I'll tell you what, if you guys want to email me, Mike at milehighshooting.com, I'll take a picture of this cutaway so you guys can see it. You can probably go to their website and everything and see it. I or, have a picture of uh, it. I can put it up. Yeah. And if you need to see a picture of it and kind of a little explanation, just let me know. Um, Thunder Beast got a new one coming. I can't say too much about that. Thunder Beast cool. has a new one coming. That's pretty cool. And we'll Although probably, everybody's probably going to bitch because they're backlogged because they're so busy. There's six months. I mean, yeah. it, it, I asked them too, and they, they brought that suppressor into the shop the other day, mm -hmm. and we talked about it and you know the functionality and why they made it the way it is. Yeah, Ray's all hot on it. He is. He's very hot on it. And my big question was, okay, well, we don't have any Ultra 9s. 
we've, we've been waiting on Ultra 9. Yeah, we yeah. have some Ultra 7s. Tell me what the backlog is going to be on this guy. And I got a, I got a six-month backlog time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, six months. Six months. Six months for everything. So if you're planning on getting a Thunder Beast, especially a new one or an Ultra 9, plan on a six-month wait. I, and we get a lot of questions like, how do you vet these sometimes? I stick with the better name brands. Yeah, it's easy. It's, yeah, I mean, that's the easy way to do it. I don't it. want to be the guy that's stuck holding the bag when the music stops after a year. Yeah. Going, yeah. oh, I, I wasted, one, I wasted a year of my life. Mm-hmm. Two, I wasted $400 on a can and then $200 like, on a tax stamp. To, to get a piece of shit. Right. I mean, low cost and, and kind of do you halfway decent like a Silencer Co. You know, your Thunder Beast is going to be your gold standard for precision rifle guys. Your OSSs are definitely good and up there, uh, I think so. Now, you guys, how do you deal? Um, what's your luck like with the dead airs? We've had a couple dead airs, but there hasn't been. It's kind of like dead air and Silencer Co. or like kind of right there right, with yeah, each other. Yeah, with each other. Yeah, they're in that same uh, weight class. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, people aren't exactly beating down our doors for those types of suppressors. Right, right. They want Thunderbeast. They yep. want OSS. Um, they want, you know. And the LE guys are all surefire because you can't kill a surefire. They're swapping to OSS. Are they going yes, to OSS? That's nice to know. We've done a lot of LE business with OSS. Okay, that's good Fun. to know. Because I mean, surefire, I mean, you can shoot through the side of a surefire and it still work. Oh, yeah, it'll still work. I mean, There's I have no a bunch of surefires. Surefire is a good can. Like, I was... Totally blown away by their Genesis, mm-hmm. their their take on a precision rifle can. Yeah, yeah. I was totally blown away. We had Bo that was shooting it in the class that, um, mm-hmm. during the summer, and it was quiet, and it kept groups. And I was like, man, this is – and he did really well throughout the entire course. They're just heavy. They're heavy, and they discontinued it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was – it's now – if you can find one, it's half the price, and if you find one, I would say get it. Yeah, just because, keep it. No, yeah, it's a, it's a very good can. And like you probably spend maybe five hundred bucks on it when it was nine or you know right right. So that's a that's a really who good else deal. is kind of like a under that you, you we see good success with but not really a AACs big fell off a lot. I and my AACs have been were, good. I have an AAC like pistol can. I don't have anything. I have that one. I have to fix. My favorite I don't like the busted. tooth system. Um, I, I've seen a lot of those AACs like when we were. I want to say like. Four years ago, five years ago, uh, when we did really well with AAC, we had a lot of customers coming in because the the knurling around the, the teeth mm-hmm. it would wear down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it would back off a click. Right, right. And they would start you know freaking Wobble. out, you know, and um, you know sending some of that stuff back. Did they take care of their customers? Absolutely. They yeah. Did. Um, I think they're part of the Remington group. They are. And um, that's that why Q said, is not, Q is up there because yeah, they're not doing there. really well. Right, right. So. I haven't seen anything from them that's really been innovative in the last few years, so they've kind of fell behind. And maybe um, they'll do what some companies do. They'll sell it to somebody who has a great idea, and then mm-hmm. they'll implement it, and all of a sudden, advanced armament technology. Is yeah, yeah. So I want to Advanced um, Armament AAC Corporation. I want to switch gears real quick now that you, you jogged my memory with the Remington and the whole thing. I want to talk 22s, man, because I know a lot. Here we like, go. Bagaras are out there, uh-huh. the voodoos, the things. Everybody's coming out with 22s now. Curtis is coming out with one, even though they can't make an action that works. Um, you know. <laughs> the sing hated it. Hated it. <laughs> so um, you can go to the you can go to the, the the Joel guy and get a terminus and it'll work. He fixed seen a lot it. of terminuses lately. All right, have you? Yes, See, because they fix the Curtis break. Yeah. You know, funny when the inventors leave. 
Yeah, that's a clue. People call that a clue. Right. So anyway, 22s, man. Um, I think 22s are, Bergera, are again, I haven't seen them in, in the wild in real life. The Bagaras? Yeah. Um, they are... There's a lot of buzz about those. And there's, and there's more because everybody's looking at the success of Voodoo, mm -hmm. and they all want a piece of that. Now they want to cut into where they see the money being made. I'm going to see Paul in like four days. All right, yeah. I want to get um, him or Mike on the podcast, man. I, and I know I have Mike's number. He can call in. Yeah. I should call Mike and tell him. Um, but anyway, they see those guys' success, and they want to replicate it. And so, um, yeah, it, it's it's it's. Oh, amazing. and that's a question. Are they going to be able to? Um, there's a select few people who make a good 22 barrel, like as far as being able to yeah. chamber it yeah, 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 yeah. and do it properly. So I'm interested to see how many of these these clones. And instead of saying, you know, uh, a Remington clone, clone now it's, it's a voodoo, voodoo clone. clone. Yeah, and they know, really so. are voodoo clones, and to be honest with you. What, what I see is hopefully they're going to be doing, you know, the same 700 footprint across the board, mm -hmm. right? Being able to. Well, and everybody's in flip-out mode because voodoo has the patent on the mags. Mm -hmm. So they're all kind of like, well, how do we do the same thing? I guess we're going to have to use voodoo. Then. we got to license the mag. Just like everyone else with scopes is, and everything else. is using Accuracy International mags. Yep. You're gonna have to use Voodoo mags, dude. I'm sorry. Right. You know, but if you want to be successful, I mean, like, you can't be using the CZ mags. Those suck so bad. Do they? I haven't. I don't have <laughs> oh any experience God, with them. Worse. They're the the little. But I mean, think about it. You got the Z, the CZ with the manners. You got Bagara. You got the Ruger. Um, two Rugers if you want to look at it that way. You got the Voodoo. Now the Curtis doing their and then but. Think about how many 22s. I think 22s are, are definitely, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I want to do more 22 matches and get out there and do them and stuff. I'd rather shoot a lot of them than some of this other, but who knows. What do you but, think? I agree with is, you. Is, I is, shoot what's his name going to do them at Green Mill? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, man. Let's, uh, for the success of the year 2020, mm -hmm. let's you and I do a couple of uh, 22, matches. 22 matches. Yeah, for sure I want to do them. Because... The one that I shot over there, I had so much fun. I haven't been back. Right. I mean, sorry, but it's well, it was tons of fun, and I, I want to do it again. Adam's there all the time because he's got the membership over there. And okay. He's got to do... He uh, tests he guns there. Do, well, he tests guns there, but he also has to RO stuff. Oh, okay. Because it's part, part of your membership, membership, you know? So it's not like we're not going to hang out with good people. Right, right. You know, um, and it's close. But Roy's mean, putting that dude, together. Roy does a really good it's job. It's less than a half hour ride for all of us. It is. Right. It's a, less, it's a half hour ride. It doesn't take all day. Right. You know, we're out of there by like noon, one o'clock or something like that. That's perfect. Nine stages. Yeah, that's you know? perfect. I got to so, go do that. So, and I think the entry is like 50 bucks or something Who like cares that. cares what it is. And dude, it is hands down. Some of the most fun I've had at a rifle match, just because you can use all those big rifle skills. Right, it's a on carnival, this little guy. But you know, you're doing standing stuff. It's a carnival. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a miniature carnival, golf. man. Miniature golf. It's, it's mini miniature, golf. It's mini golf. But for me, it's regular golf. Yeah, but it's yeah. regular golf. Yeah, yeah. But forward, <laughs> dude. Did you, speaking of regular golf, and that, did you see the Joker movie? No, dude. It's freaking. I don't know how I feel about DC right now. Yeah, but it's not because. It is so not a comic book movie, but he did like such crazy subtle shit. He's out of his mind. That freaking Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix, dude. He's he, been out of his he mind. He nailed though. it in such okay. a disturbing way. Really good, but in a weird way. It's not. Is it better than Old Boy? 
Yeah. The dude who OD'd yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Wilson Beats? twins. Oh yeah. Because that was still a Heath comic. Ledger. Yeah, that was still a comic book movie. This one is like a regular movie just with the backdrop. Strange. And he does some really weird, subtle shit that's like in between. All the clicks and noises you guys have been hearing this whole time, Frank it's, and I have been, been, been playing with the Thunder been passing back and forth this Thunder Beast. But yeah, so anyway, that, that that's kind of what's going on there. Um, Movies-wise. I, I it's out on Amazon. I just saw it last night. Yeah, so the I'll Joker's... Probably, I'll I mean, get it. It's, it's, a, it's interesting to me how he's able to visualize somebody's internal meltdown. Like, he's able to project it while he's internally melting down. But he makes it seem like it's normal and like, why aren't you listening to me? I'm telling you. And it's like, dude, he's in the coop. Yeah, the shit's about to go down. Yeah, he's a nut, man. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> and, and when he starts killing people, he just don't care no more. And he just kills them. It's funny as hell. But anyway, what else are we, uh, we talking about here? Let's see. For uh, Looking back at the year, um, I would just say, too, the interactions with everybody. I want to thank everybody for, for interacting with the podcast. Yeah, and being this part is the thank it. you portion. Yeah, it really is a big thank you to everybody. To, to the Phils, the Kalins, the MDTs, the, you know, all the people that have been on in the last year. And I know I don't have a list. I'm not, like, you know, at the Oscars or nothing like that. I'm, I'm kind of... I'd like to thank the man upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um... Would you like to start your treatment? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to thank the listeners. You guys are so huge uh, with the comments and everything like that. We ask you to comment. You guys comment. Uh... You ask questions, hopefully we answer them. We give you something to think about, and I get a lot of positive feedback uh, just being at the shop, having a phone number, having an email that you guys can contact, and you guys can do that anytime. Uh, it's no big deal. Um, I, I'm just very thankful that you guys are out there you know, spreading the good word, and when we get somebody who wants to be a part of that and they start adding their own material to it, we're just growing everyday sniper to... Um, yeah, the numbers actually went big, sizes. like without paying any attention to yeah. it. Although we, I don't think we we ranked anywhere this year because a lot of like running podcasts, new ones with millions of views, were up there in the top ten. There was nobody from last year up there that well, I noticed. Well, yeah, we kind of had a shoe in because we were a new new one, right? And, and now they're established. And some of the like there was a running podcast that had five million downloads just for running. I wonder what they're talking about. Running. Running. Yeah. Like running? Running. Like, because I looked at the sports. Feet. Yes, because they already have like the top podcast of 2019 and the number one podcast for. I wonder if it was like a zombie run. No, it's just running. It's just regular run. talk about running. So there were some others, but yeah, we won't, we won't probably uh, podium like we did last year, but no big deal, man. It's yeah. still, our numbers are big yeah. when you look at it. And you guys are sharing this stuff. And when you guys have questions about it, please ask those questions. Dude, come on the hide too. You can podbean it, and we do answer them on the podbean. But if you come to Sniper's Hide in the There's forum, there's huge discussions. Dude, it's your one question will filter out into all kinds of different discussions. Yeah, it, it's it, gotten and busier. it may already be answered. Who knows? It definitely got busier on the hide. Um, you know, somebody uh, like uh, Adam Lawson wrote me. He's like, dude, there's people all with trying to buy and sell stuff. They're all. I'm like, I'm like, dude. There's more people there now than at any other time in history. Of course, you're going to have to wade through tire kickers now because before you were dealing with X amount of people kicking a tire or knowing not to kick the tire. Now you're dealing with thousands more who have no problem kicking a tire. Right. And, the, and the guys don't like it. Yeah. 
And so they're bitching to me, and it's like, you know, what's all these new members on here doing? I'm like, you got to deal with that crap, man. New people bring a new dynamic to the uh, discussions. Got to evolve into 2020. Yeah, you do, man. I actually, I'm changing. It's a I, new decade, dude. I, How exciting is this? It is. It is a new decade. Who thought of 2020 like in the 90s? Right. You know, like 2020. That was so far away. No, but I, I've been doing, I ripped apart everything, redoing the computers, redoing this. I'm t- trying to play with different stuff with the podcast. I'm starting to, to get some moment. like Y2K shit. Why are you? Yeah, because, I one, because we're going into 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming it on that. But like all my routers and internet modem and all that shit has been jacked up for like the last two weeks with uh, yeah. everybody re-upping their service, you know, like their service agreements. Yep, yep. So all these service agreements will log you out of all your shit. Yes. Until you agree to read the new one. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like I've been dealing with a lot of that because I have a lot of technology in my house and I have, you know, a lot of subscriptions and stuff. You didn't pull the little label off your ring camera thing because that's the IR. So now it can't see at night. You got to pull your tag off. Yeah. I just installed that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, you got to pull the tag off. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that this morning when I was re because like my entire whole internet went down. So we had to change the two bands oh. to one band yep, yep. and do a smart switch so that whatever one's working the best right now Whoa. is the one it'll work. Yep, yep. You know, so I just installed that ring and I actually just got it working. Uh, so yeah, I do need to pull that tag off this morning. Well, well, let's let's sign out for everybody. We went a little longer, which would go a little longer. We ain't got no clocks on us if we don't have to. But I don't know, man. I gotta take Rio over, get some video games for a new DS. And a nice and I. So say say your thank yous, happy New Year's, and yeah. then we'll, we'll. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. We're closing out 2019. Uh, this is a really good year for us. You know, for sniper side, for mile high shooting, for the everyday sniper, for training that we're doing a mile high shooting outdoors. Uh, we're gonna do it all again next year. I have a schedule, so if I haven't called you and you're on my list to call, don't sweat it. I'm working my way towards it. Every time I pick up the phone, I answer two other different calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to get to that. I'm going to get them posted and online. Is it on Mile up. High Shooting Outdoors? Mm-hmm. Is it? It'll, it'll be on Mile High Shooting Outdoors next week Okay. after I get through the initial phone calls to kind of give those guys a pick of the oh, litter. Oh, first choice. Yeah, gotcha, I, want, gotcha. I want them to get pick of the litter. So, that, so you know, waiting list get is getting first choice. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So that'll be good. But thank, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thank all you guys for being part of it. Thanks for making Snipers Hide where it is today. Back to where everything came back up and bigger than ever. The podcast being successful. The training classes being successful. I mean, that really comes down to I could talk all day, which I do, and everybody laughs about it. Haha, Frank's always talking. Yeah, if anything, this this podcast is good for a laugh. Right, right. You know, anything, but, I right? mean, at the end of the day, if you don't show up, there's no class. If you're not at the site, there's no conversation there. If you're not buying from Mike, he's got to get a new job. You know, all these things are dependent on... I have the... no idea what I would do to feed my kids, guys, so keep me employed. Well, hooking on Colfax. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And you know what? You got practice now with it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> he could be hooking on so, Colfax. That was so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I'll, I'll drive by Colfax and wave you to you. Hook that up? Yeah, yeah. Hey, there's Mike. Um, so thank you guys for that. Again, it it's the person on the other end of this that determines the success. Yeah, you're the reason why we do right. it. Right. You know what I mean? We yeah. can go out there and say and do all kinds of stuff, but if you don't respond to it, so thank you guys. Thank you guys. Um, to the Scout Sniper Association dudes for the gathering, thank you for that and making that to the Army Sniper Association. And uh, the, the Chris Squares and uh, Ruben and all those guys 
thank you guys from the schoolhouses and stuff and, and everything. Uh, so I appreciate all that stuff uh, that, that you guys have been fantastic with it. Cool? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're out of here. Peace.